Our good friend and recurring guest, Dave Buddha from the podcast Dude Panel, published an article about his experience being accused of rape from a lover after what he thought was great consensual sex. Listen in as TNA discuss the article, we share our own experiences, and dig into a rousing conversation about consent and why it's so hot. You're listening to TNA Talk Sex. I'm T. And I'm A. Hello, everyone. Episode 119. Yeah. Yeah, with TNA. Uh, a couple of things to catch you all up on. Yes. So um, I, this is A, so I uh, did produced, I made a series of how-to videos on how to give an amazing sensual body rub because I've been doing this for seven years. I've become somewhat of a master and uh, I've created these funny videos that uh, teaches you all of the gold nuggets that I have learned over the years and put it into this nice condensed um, entertaining version for you. So these are in post-production right now. We're yeah. editing. I'm so excited. And we have, um, we actually had a great director, Shaylee Shackleford from the um, YouTube, they're like you, this YouTube star. Go yeah, check out YouTube their stuff. <laughs> um, uh, she, their channel is called Sketch She. It's uh, these three beautiful Australian women who do sketch, female sketch comedy. They are really hot. Sometimes they, they feel are jealous. Really hot. No, but yeah. I also love them. I know. She, but, <laughs> yeah, so she, she directed, super talented. I was so honored honored to have her on the project so um you know it's gonna be good when Shaylee's on it yeah and um so if you want to uh stay in touch with me and the video series uh, and when they're coming out um you can go to stephanieallen.com that's my name stephanie with a p-h-a-n-i-e and uh there's hash slash massage or anywhere on that site stephanieallen.com and you can sign up for uh, the newsletter there, and I will keep you up to date with when it's coming out. I we, we think it should be out uh, in, in uh, December for the holidays. Yeah, I'm 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 excited for the the pre-holiday thing because you know it's perfect time to give your partner a massage. Totally. You know, I just want to add like just because I like to talk. Hey, it's a podcast. <laughs> no, but I, you know, a friend of mine had this book about you know back pain and how to deal with it and all this. And basically, what I took away from this large book was the the most germane point was like do you know someone who can rub your back <laughs> and it was sort of this idea of I feel like we've gotten away from it but monkey style like we should all be it's just about rubbing what you're doing. it's like do you just know anybody <laughs> anybody <laughs> oh well I just mean the most important thing was that people needed to have more physical touch from others in their lives basically like you're not going to be able to rub your back out Right. The, the, way the way that, that you, yeah, that someone else is. So I just, I, I think my New Year's resolution might be whoever is my sexual, sensual partner or whatever. I'm going to be like, hey, let's give each other a back rub. Yeah. Non-sexual uh, communal se- uh, touch. Yeah, it can yeah, be yeah. that. It can be that. And or it is sexual, you know, like, but but the Maybe expectation either. from the partner. Well, yes, but um, I would recommend that you watch the videos because uh, I it's sort of there. I, I talk about like an art of receiving and an art of giving. And there's a lot of oh, that's that, great. Different philosophy in there. Also, it, it's how to harness your magic touch because it's it really is about putting the magic in your touch. Yes. Well, I think the point of my story was the importance of massage (laughs) (laughs) and what better time to master it than the holidays and yeah yeah, uh just a friendly reminder that we do a an ask tna episode at the end of every month uh the last wednesday of every month um we will post any sort of questions that you guys have written in and uh, and we'll discuss them on that episode uh so you can write us at advice at tatalksex.com one more time advice at tatalksex.com yes Anything else? Um, no. So, well, it's yes. the day after the... I, we have to stop and just acknowledge what's happening with the country for a minute. So yes, I yes. know that you all are coming here to listen to sex and get your minds off of what's <laughs> happening, probably. But uh, what a weird day. It was it's a, such it's, a weird day today. Yeah, yeah. Weird and floaty. Um, I'm not going to lie. I, I was overwhelmed last night. So I watched um, a movie and ate half a pot brownie. You just checked out. <laughs> yeah, I ate a pop brownie and said, I'll find out in the morning. And I woke up to, of course, a lot of text. <laughs> oh, my God. I was up. I was totally up. There's no way. I was like riveted. And um, I had an end of the world friend that uh, he was like, why don't you come over? And since it's, you know, it looks like the end of the world might be coming. So we hung out for a couple of hours. Um, it always feels what? like that. 
At every election. No, no. Not every, but the big presidential ones. I felt like that with with Bush and Kerry back in the day. Oh, God, no. I've never felt like this. Oh, I did. I actually mourned and skipped class. And yeah. yeah. But like this? I don't know. I mean, the Kerry Bush thing was really dramatic. I mean, it was very very similar. Trump and Clinton? Well, the popular vote went to the Democrat. And then, I mean, not to, you know, went to. This this is like, this is. Wait, as I'm saying that, I'm like, wait, this wasn't Kerry. That was Gore. (laughs) Sorry. Whatever. One of them. Some, some, it's happened before. This whole, you know. know. talking about. I'm Uh, not like. But where the popular vote went to the other person or was disputed. And then the electoral votes went, you know, the other way. I'm just. Well, in fact, I, I think wanna, yeah, our yeah. show topic relates to I think a lot of people are feeling very vulnerable and yes. feeling um, fearful. And uh, and so I think that this topic kind of folds in nicely because it is about. Yes, it does. I just want to say to everybody, like, mm-hmm. we're with you. Like we feel sending you all feel warm your hugs. Pain. Yes, we're sending love and hugs and, um, you know, for however. I don't I found it really some helps. people are celebrating. Yeah, who are listening, and that's cool too. But um, sending love to you too. Yeah, I think that it was just overwhelming. I think everyone was putting in a lot of energy in ways that all of a sudden it's done, and it feels like the screeching halt, and it either was what you wanted and or wasn't, and you're. Um, so I, I, I actually wrote a lot of people being like, well, sending you hugs, right? Yeah, (laughs) Uh, and reconnecting with friends and stuff. It just kind of like makes you feel grounded again. Yeah, I mean, it definitely brings everybody together, and that's you know, like. I just wanted to say that um, after I've had the day to sort of like churn and can like I process don't know, process. Yeah. I, I, I feel okay. Like I feel like what, for whatever it's worth, a feels like it's going to be yeah okay. It may be disruptive this time ahead, you know, and it may, you know, not be peaceful, but I feel like whatever's going to happen is going to, it's going to be positive in, in some way. There, there's always well, positivity. To read people are motivated. Anything. People are motivated. That's, that's true. That's exciting, actually, that everyone's sort of charged up and paying attention. Yeah, that's true. Tells you what's important. So uh, moving forward, starting with the show, we have a new little segment we're going to do called Five Minute Foreplay, which foreplay should always be longer than that. But <laughs> on our show, uh, we are just checking in about what's going on with us and also with our listeners um, who yeah. write us in and all of our great letters and exchanges we've had with you guys on social media. Um, so we just kind of want to spotlight certain people's uh, comments and interesting topics. Yes. So we had W write into us in, in regards to uh, in response to our last episode uh, 118 about did I leave my relationship too soon? I don't know. Ah! We still don't know. <laughs> uh, no, but it was it was a great conversation. And it W was. wrote us with his top 10 questions that he considers before committing to a relationship with someone yeah because that came up in the episode uh it just came up in the conversation go back and listen to that but um but yeah and this was a great idea it was uh from someone in our lives about yes ask your person these top 10 questions and you'll know everything you need to know and before you engage in the sex drug before you (laughs) engage in the sex drug like have the answer to these questions before you get addicted. Yeah. Um, so, so W had a great uh, a suggestion that we ask you guys what your top 10 questions would be. Yeah. Before you engage in a partnership with someone of all of your life experience and all the relationships you've had or all the ones you intend to have and haven't had yet. What would be the top 10 questions that you feel would inform you most about this person and would help you? be able to know yeah what are the values this is a good thing or not yeah i think what are the values and uh, are they in alignment do you guys want the same things and are you talking about those um so we'll read a couple that w came up with but uh if you guys are inspired again write them in at advice at tatalksex.com and we'll discuss them more fully on our on our last the if episode you at the want end of the us month. to if, if it's cool yeah, yeah. we'll ask you first before we share anything but uh, so w so his top three questions are does she Number one, value fairness and conscience above authority in making personal choices. That one's heady. That's heady, yeah. <laughs> I, I guess that's, to me, it kind of falls in line with integrity. Yes. Yeah, yes. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, like general character and, and caring yeah, and also about like, others. Yeah, is she doing it out of selfishness or is she really, you know, being like coming at it from a broad perspective? 
Um, okay, number two. Does she engage fully without anger or judgment when speaking the truth? I feel like that's an uphill battle for everyone. <laughs> and Always. I also, yeah, yeah, no, I mean, sure. that's the goal. I think that's a utopia. Um, I think that our show is based in kind of gaining more communication skills. I, yeah, you know, so we well all communicate better. And number three, does she have an explorer's heart and love travel? <laughs> so those are W's top three questions. Um, and we'll share more maybe later on the um, Tina yeah. Talk Sex. That's sorry, the uh, Ask Tina episode at the end of the month. Yeah, I feel like that just gets some ideas flowing there for y'all. Mm-hmm. Whatever's on your mind. Mm-hmm. So we would love to hear from you about that. Um, and T, do you have any uh, updates this week? Personal updates. Um, so yeah, what's happening in life? I actually visited my Burning Man lover this weekend. Uh, did a little tour of like wine country and hiked in the redwoods it was super cool oh. i know and is it still are you still enjoying yeah yourselves? yeah it's interesting um you know it's i think you there's always a challenge in kind of a long distance if you will i yeah. mean it's not that far of a distance but just enough to be a problem <laughs> um so uh i think there's just open communication i think he's an amazing communicator and i learn from him every time i see him so yay burning man yeah <laughs> you can hear all about the meeting of the burning man lover in our burning man episode right 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 um how about you what's going on well i was gifted two sex toys this wow. week and i don't um as you may know, I do not really do sex toys. I don't really, I've never. No, we really talked a lot about it. I don't yeah. use, I, when I masturbate, I use my good old hand. I never, I do have our Crave necklace, which T and I both have a Crave vibrator necklace. Which yeah, is which really is cool. so fun. Um, it looks like beautiful jewelry. It does. It's like yeah, fine it's metal like, and then it vibrates. Yes, exactly. Um, so I've only ever, I've only ever had that and I, and I use it, but rarely. Um, I was in but the I Ar- do enjoy it when I do use it. Yeah, in the Arkansas airport. And of course, I had to take it off for like security. Oh and it totally started vibrating. This guy's like, oh, I can't get this thing to turn off. <laughs> <laughs> and I, you know, oh I was like, oh, God, sorry. I said, hold on. Let me come over there. I like press the button. He was like, oh, thanks. That's hilarious. <laughs> I wonder if he knew. What, I, mean, I mean, shoot, vibrator. It's in the name, right? I know that, but it's, yeah, I don't know. So anyway, so um, he gifted me. <laughs> it was really sweet. He didn't have a lot of experience in in sex toys, I guess. But um, if so, I I got a vibrator. He gave me a vibrator uh, dildo thing that's like curved up to to get at your G spot. And um, I have to say, I don't think I just after I I tried it on my own, and afterward I was like, I just don't think I like these damn toys. Mm. Like, I mean, it's a great, you know, it's a cool, it's, it's a fine product. I just don't think the vibrating sensation, it's like, it just, it, it's fine. I orgasmed. It felt great or whatever, but it was just, it's just mechanical. I don't know. I'm like, I, I prefer my hand. I just don't think I'm a toy person. Well, I have to say I've always enjoyed masturbating with the toy. Uh, but I, I have to say that I mean, I'll use it sometimes while having sex, but I definitely don't like it to be the dominant uh, yeah. focus. And I, I also don't like it to be um, the go-to to orgasm. And actually, yeah. I did have this moment with a partner where he was like, oh, let's use um, the, you know, let's use the toy. And it kind of pulled it out too soon. I was like, no, I just want to like have this organic connection with you. Yeah. Um, and sometimes I do like to use it because I really want to get off or and I'm not quite getting there. But I do like just the organic flow sometimes. So it's yeah. an interesting, you know, food for thought. I think yeah. it's I think it's good. to. I think toys are a good like supplement. But I, I think when they just dominate, it's not. I just don't think it's I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's my bag. The, the other toy he gave me were these anal beads, which was a great thought. And I would really love to explore an anal beads. But the ones he gave me are so huge they're like <laughs> i'm not kidding they're they're like a golf ball That's or maybe hysterical. bigger i need to show you t i was gonna go grab them out of my closet but they're so this was it, like yeah like he didn't quite he have a lot of experience but he no. was like i don't know i hear these are cool yeah 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 and and so i'm like well i'm gonna have to work myself up to this oh my god and i'm like i gen- i don't think i'm ever gonna get there guys yeah like, like do you to want me, to i and i'm I mean, skinny beads I'm up for. I was going to say, like, I think it's best to get that tail that kind of has the little graduates. ones that build. You, you yeah. like train, you train, uh-huh, you know? Uh-huh, mm-hmm. But now I feel bad because, I mean, it's a great quality product. I don't want to waste it, but I, I just, I think that's dangerous. Maybe we can gift it I'm forward to our listeners. Does anybody <laughs> want my anal, my yeah, very exactly. large, I swear I haven't used them. <laughs> <laughs> They're in the plastic thing, but it is an unopened package, so there's no going back. Yeah, exactly. Oh my God. Anyway, that's my update. 
Yeah. Well, there you go. So, um, so we we had a longer intro than normal, uh, given the election stuff. But uh, getting into our show topic. Yeah. Well, I'm, I mentioned I think that the election um, ties into the show topic because I think a lot of women are feeling not so heard or have anxiety or it's a reminder that they don't always feel heard. Um, you know, given that they, you know, we were all hoping not we all to, you know, uh, <laughs> ah, female president. I mean, look, symbolically, it, it would have meant, you know, it kind of empowering the same way that a, a black president was a symbol of, sure. you know, uh, possibility. So, you know, I, I think that um, Buddha's article does this really interesting discussion that that just brings up the power of listening to women more closely when you're engaging in sex with them yeah and uh and so i thought it was kind of an exciting topic the article really stayed with me it was so powerful yeah you know um i've sort of like been repelled by this whole topic of consent and like you know all the propaganda for like consent is hot and sexy and whatever so when i first initially read the you know, the the headline, I'm like, ugh, you know, and part of me was just, I'm not saying I'm not anti-consent people, okay? I'm just like, there's just something about the whole no, pro- I, I propaganda. Think, I think. Anyway. Yeah, probably, I think you're hitting on something, like someone asked me a question too recently, and I, about, you know, do you think it's okay to be flirty and use your feminine wiles whilst you're still sort of very vocal about feminism? And, and I, and I kind of, I know I wrote him this whole email about what the differences are to me. And, um, but it, but this came up, it was like, I, I actively try not to share sort of sensationalist articles about feminism. Right. You know, um, I liked, I did share the article about the 102 year old woman who cried because she got to vote for a woman and she was actually alive when, when, when women's suffrage didn't exist, you know, like that's powerful. That's interesting. That's like a reminder of how far we've come and how much more, you know, distance we have to go. Um, but I, I do like, cringe a little when things are sort of flattened and simplified right and i think that's happening a lot which yeah. is this idea of like get consent like did she say yes yeah yeah well and to and dave did write he did write a great article and i do like so everybody you can read that we'll tell you about it i'm not going to keep you in the dark I yeah promise. exactly well look the article's called i promise it's not lame to ask a woman for permission and it was published on um, the Good Men Project. Yeah. Just like yes, today. Was it today or yesterday? No, it was, it, no, it was a few days ago. Okay. Um, but you can also check out his. So he he's one of the co-hosts of the podcast and YouTube show uh, Dude Panel. Um, so you can go to Dude Panel Radio um, to find him. But also he has a website called Budaism, mm-hmm. which is his where last writes, name. Yeah, where he writes his little insights. Uh-huh. Great blog. And he has a great blog there. Um, so so go check out this article. It is a great read. And um, so he basically talks about, he shares really beautifully this experience he has with, he had a, a while ago with a, a woman that he had met, you know, at a bar and uh, got her number. And then they ended up um, connecting. It wasn't like, it was like a couple years later mm-hmm. and uh, they had dinner and had a date and then they went back to her place and then clothes were coming off and they, they were kissing. kissing and, you know, body parts were rubbing and all of this was happening and uh and they had sex and you know she they get done having sex and she rolls over and says you raped me and he's like shocked yes because and and we t like you and i know him like i that yeah. would never ah. like that i would never think like he's not that kind of guy like he i don't know right. what he was like to, right right he says it was six years ago or something like that but, so but he's not. Yeah, but he's he he's very conscious. He's very sexually conscious. Well, conscious the, and the, the power of aware. this article. Yeah, but I think he's gone on a long journey coming from a very machismo culture. He also went to the Naval Academy, True. like all this stuff. And anyway, like, so I say that to say a very male focused perspective. Um, and so it's always been fun to follow him because of like his own personal journey and growth and and how he is able to process like how he used to think and how he thinks now and right. um and why Point this it. article is so interesting is he did stay to talk it through with this woman and really hear what the problem is and he says he's like look I didn't try and defend myself I just tried to understand where she was coming from and and why she felt that that me not getting um you know an enthusiastic yes from her mm-hmm. well, felt I- like rape Yes, but it wasn't even she wasn't even verbalizing it at that point like that. She was just Well, he, he says she never said no. 
this is this was his perspective. He's like, look, yeah, we just like any normal dynamic. You just sort of you go with the flow and things evolve and you just she invited you're kissing. Me over. And, well, not even. Yeah. It's like, you're right. She never said no at any point. And and it kept progressing. And so he yeah, like that. And to me, I'm like, yeah, that doesn't scream rape to me at all. So, OK, so I will. So that's the story. And then he goes into his his story with her about staying and listening to her. He's like, yeah, well, clearly she was upset. I wanted to hear what she had to say. And I definitely wanted to convince her and tell her, show her that I'm not the kind of guy who does this. Right. And, he's, and you know, he's not. So um, so he did. And, and so he shares his, you know, what came out of that conversation with her. And it was really beautiful and interesting. His whole point is that consent is sexy. And, and so I want to get into this a bit. But um, can I just say that when I first read the article, I immediately bristled at this woman, actually, because I really, the victim mentality upsets me. And so the first thing I sort of was aware of was why, (laughs) I feel like it's a little unfair to just turn around and call rape on a guy when you didn't even say or express yourself in any capacity and you went forward with these things. I feel like that's a little strong to turn around and just say, you raped me to put all of the power and um, responsibility on him. And, and I feel like, I guess, yes, it's great that women need, do need to have a voice in, in sexual assault and all this stuff, but I, I am testy. It's like, I feel like a lot of times women can take advantage of this and unfairly launch it on the guy. And this is what made me bristle about this. Well, I think this goes back to, we've touched on it a little bit and I think that there's such a complication with our relationship to sex. Um, I mean, I think it's funny that our... With women's relationships. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's funny that the, you know, our first lady now is someone who's, you know, posed nude on, on magazines and stuff like that. And and yet we have this kind of hush-hush. You can't talk about sex. Like if you're a good girl, you don't, you know, have sex until X number of dates. and Until you're really in love. And- yeah, like so so there's like so much going on inside of like the he- my head as a woman, right? Or, or any woman. And, and so I, I think that there's just... Um, we can get stuck in that state. I actually lost what I was trying to say. Well, let me let me share that I've had this experience. I've been in this girl's position, okay, where I've been with lovers. You know, when I was younger, not and I'm not saying young, young, like twenties, whatever. Like yeah. you know, you're no, young, same, you're having sex, here. and um, never like none of these guys were rapists. Like they were totally respectful, wonderful guys, and. Um, and I was having consensual sex with them. I was young and didn't know myself. And I'm also in this new situation with this new person. And yeah, I don't know what I want. So there have been times when... Or you they, want him to like you, but maybe you're not ready to have sex yet. Or, or Yeah, or, or th- well, things are moving. So I, I, you know, and he's all into... I should be into this. There's just a lot going on. So um, there have definitely been situations where I've... It's like, I like this person and I want to explore something with them. But things, it's like, uh, there is a discomfort of like, ooh, do I, like, am I ready? Should I make him wait? Should I, should we wait? Is this right? Is he taking the time to turn me on enough? That's the main (laughs) thing. But Uh but, but I'm not thinking about that, obviously, because I, like, Yeah, well, that's, I think we haven't made space for ourselves to think like that. Right. But, um, um. Yeah, but, but yeah, the, you've been in those situations. I've been in those situations, yeah. and and I put the responsibility on myself. Like I, I definitely I acknowledged those situations afterward, and I that and I saw. I'm like, okay, Stephanie, you you let things go too fast too soon. I did, and it's true because I did. I'm the one who had the power to say no or to say when or to say how, and I didn't, and that was on me. Had I said it. I'm 100% sure that each one of those guys would have absolutely respected anything that I said. And so yes. I feel like there's, there's, it's insane for me to turn around and say, call rape or say that they were disrespecting me because it's like they were going along with what they thought I wanted and I was conveying to them something. Okay, or I think I like what you said there though, what they thought I wanted and, it's, and I think this is what Buddha because talks about in the article. Behavior. No. I would argue and according no but according to his article and this is his point um 
the partner is maybe a little overzealous, maybe a little focused on his goal and his intention, and he's not really reading a lot of signals. And while she hasn't, I agree that she needs to speak up for her own benefit, um, to be snowballed and not have someone pick up on your signals could possibly mean a threat, could possibly mean this person's not paying attention to me getting tense or nervous. And so that is a signal that I'm not safe. True. Um, and can I, what? Yes. No, go ahead. We're going to finish that up. Well, I no, I was going to tell a story, which is I, when I was 16, I had my, I was very inexperienced sexually and I'd like semi, no, I hadn't even kissed anyone yet. Um, and, and this one guy, I was like alone with him and he started touching me and I kind of like let it go on further than I was comfortable with. But you're right. I kind of desired him a little bit too. And so I felt all this conflict. And then after I felt, um, I don't know if violated is the right word, but I felt wrong and I felt like something happened that I didn't like. And and then I, I was like, oh, my God, what did I let happen? And and so it started to head down this thing where I, I was like, oh, my God, I was I was violated. I was molested. I was or like all this stuff's going in my head. And then I went, oh, my God, OK, you're going to drive yourself crazy. I took a deep breath and I said, did you say no, Christina? And I and I thought, no, I didn't. And I didn't push him away. I think in hindsight, I wasn't sexually warmed up in a way where I felt really comfortable and safe. And I think, um, and so I think I kind of wanted something to happen or I wanted his attention and affection, but not in that way. Either way, I wasn't able to verbalize it. And I think from that moment, I told myself, if you are not comfortable, you need to clearly say no for yourself. Great. For yourself. Like, yes, that's great. So that, yeah. And, and, and then that has worked. And I have had moments where I remember one time being, I don't think I felt in danger, but I, I remember I went, I went home with the Swedish guy. We met him at a club, like all this stuff. Really, we were having fun. And then, you know, he wanted to have sex without a condom. And I was like, hey, I don't know you. Right. I'm not doing it without a condom. No, it's great. You're using your voice. Can I? No, but he was pushy. He was pushy. He kept coming at me, try, being like, no, come on, no, come on. And I literally pushed him away with my feet. Well, that's great. But you're using, you're, you, you're using yourself in every way to say no. And that's what needs to happen. Like you're communicating. Can I say, though, that also it's confusing as well because there's so much cultural imprinting about what is okay and what is not okay. And I know for myself, when I was in those situations, I was aware of where that that was playing a part that there was a distinction there's a difference between what I Stephanie wanted or didn't want and then there was this separate entity that I uh, somehow I was aware of this I was aware of these different forces acting on me and, and I was very aware that there was this cultural imprint and influence that oh you know what does it mean if I go through with this or or oh I'm going to be a I'm being slutty I shouldn't be slutty or you know what I mean and there is that that narr- narrative sort of going on in the background too, which I've always want encouraged yeah. myself to push through and to not let that be a part of my decision. Pro- like, okay, just that's that. I'm not going to listen to that in the moment. Okay, but, but wouldn't it be a utopia if you could say that to your, your partner who you're about to engage in sex with and be like, hey, I'm just feeling... Like I've, you know, there's kind of some noise in my head and I'm like a little nervous about. Yes. And so now in my wise old age, (laughs) what I would do differently is, and what I feel like I understand more now too is, is, um, even if it is a cultural imprint, if it's making you feel not ready, then stop and like, and address that and, um, and maybe deal with that on my own outside of the sexual playing field or with my partner as well. Sure. But not to just force myself to like take action and get through it. Right. Yeah. Don't don't endure it. <laughs> I mean, that's a point. I, I feel you like I have your boundaries, but yeah, not no, but I think I have a lot of conversations with friends, excuse me, friends and females who I feel like that's kind of how they go about it. Like, OK, I'm going to endure this. This isn't quite what I want, but I'm going to let it happen. I mean, I've even been every now and then I go into those things Um I know we need to take a break. We totally need to take a break. When we come back, what I want to talk about how, um, to me, everything that Buddha was saying, um, it, this whole making consent sexy thing is seduction. So I'm really happy that it feel like all of this is really bringing back the art of seduction. And so we're going to get into that when we awesome. come Awesome. Well said. Uh, again, write us at advice at tatalksex.com if you have any comments or thoughts. We'll talk about it um, at the opening of our shows and, and our final show, Ask 
TNA uh, at the end of every month. And, and um, um, don't forget to go to my website, stephanieallen.com slash massage or anywhere on stephanieallen.com and to sign up for uh, the updates on the uh, central massage videos on how to blow someone's mind with your magical touch and uh, learning all about central massage. We're back with TNA Talk Sex. I'm T. And I'm A. Um, I just wanted to note, we didn't talk about it in the five minute thing, but yes. one person wrote us on uh, Twitter and it was really funny, but he was like, um, one of our Ask TNA episodes was about how to make someone orgasm from oral sex. And yeah. he was like, what? You don't want to make her orgasm from oral sex. That's like the appar- you know, the aperitif, like the appetizer. You're just warming her up. And no, then no, you no. go into and I, I just- Oh, I, I disagree. Like I get my first my first couple orgasms are like warm up orgasms. Yeah. Well, that. so what are you disagreeing? That's kind of what he's I'm like. Oh, oh, you're saying, yeah, you orgasm. can come once and keep going. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's that, too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, it's all fair game. I think as long as you're having fun. Um, yeah. You know, rock and roll. I'm like, but I just thought it was cute that he kind of emphasized that idea of like, well, you know, it's the beginning, a beginning point. It is. A beginning and then point. keep going. So, so we were talking about seduction and and how you feel like what Buddha was sort of getting at is this this yeah this opportunity well, for like, a man to create a safe space energetically for women. Well, and and this was interesting. Let me let me refer to my my notes here. But yes, he did use the term safe space. It, like basically, what he was saying was you you need as men um you need to create a space where yes where she feels safe and well i think i liked how he said it it was like you have the opportunity to create that environment for her like if the woman feels safe she wants to have sex and like this idea that women love having sex and if you create an environment where they want to have sex i mean we're i should say not want to if you create an environment where they feel happy safe good all of these things, they're going to open up naturally. Okay. They, we, we right. are going to open up naturally. So, so let me like break this down because like we talk about this and it's, to me, it sounds like this very modern, um, sort of unsexy talking about safe and not safe and this sort of scary yeah, good relationship uh, to sexuality. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> here's the bottom line. And this is what's so beautiful about this whole concept is that he points out, he makes a very good point and he admits to this, that basically, like the risk is being so blinded by their own his own arousal that you're right what you said earlier not being not being able to pick up on a woman's cues as to where she actually is in, in her, the arousal in process. the arousal process and what I talk about all the time like for me arousal and seduction it I always use this analogy. It's the sun warming up the flower. Like you want that flower to open up her petals on her own naturally in her own time and bloom and blossom for you and give her her honey, right? Or like offer it to you. Yum, 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 yum. <laughs> so, but you have to warm her up. And and that's not just foreplay. I mean, there's many levels to this analogy, right. but that's what creating this safe space is. And here's the thing. It's all about like he does this through conversation, which he shares um, in detail in that article about like questions he asks her and yeah. you know, to get her talking about what what is not a turn on, what turns her on, all this stuff. And that's great. But if you really boil that down, whether you're talking about sexuality or not, like it's all it's all just time to connect really you know and I think we're so we're in a culture where it is hookup culture and we are like it is in our program to just have sex so fast like not like not even just yes in probably 15 minutes (laughs) I was going to say not a full experience but but kind of just you know yes I did sex I checked sex off the list yes and also the dating the whole dating and courtship thing time has been so condensed that there really isn't a lot of time to really really connect and, and yeah so, learn those little things right. those little details yes. what, what turns you on what turns her on and also to learn her cues because here's mm. the other thing like the more time you spend with someone the more you know someone's body language oh. and the more familiar you are with their vibes so 
and you can you do get those cues so all of this i feel like is just another way of bringing our culture like slowing things down and dave Dave talks about this too a lot it's like slow your roll like slow (laughs) the pace down and i couldn't agree more because and he's right it is hot like because you really are allowing for this seduction game to happen and i hate the word seduction in the sense because it has this feeling of like like um like sneakiness you know like you're luring someone into something Mm -hmm. but uh but that's not what i mean i just mean that it, it like creating a safe space is literally the action of that sun warming up that flower. Paying so she, attention. So that she feels like she can allow herself to open. Yeah. Yeah, totally. That, that you're, is that you are paying attention to the cues and, and even if she is tensing up or getting nervous or backing away that you acknowledge but you it, acknowledge it and you see it and, and you go, all right, cool. Like we're, yeah, we're going to take our time. I can see that you are not, ready to go there right and then that's gonna she's gonna relax even there she's oh, go, oh sure. he's listening yeah um i you know what i liked also about the article is specifically when he said um kind of his old perspective coming from a place of not understanding that she might not be having the same experience as him but also that by slowing down he realized that he wasn't checking in with himself mm-hmm. and that he wasn't always necessarily ready either and that and that you know, he wanted to have conversations about what turns him on and what turns her on. And, you know, when's the last time she got tested and he wanted to share his tests with her and, you know, all these things where, yeah, I feel like there's so much pressure on the dude to, you know, close on the deal, if you will, you know, I'm going to make this happen. Like I'm bored together and I'm supposed to have sex with her. Uh, that, that if you actually think about what you want and think about your own pleasure, I mean, you're going to get more out of the experience if you take that time to connect. I just had a revelation with one partner. I'm so used to guys liking their balls fondled. And I was doing it to him and he said, he said, just, you know, just the shaft is, you know, just, you know, little ball play, but you know, lighten up. And, uh, and I said, oh, really? Like, I'm, I'm kind of used to people being into it. Like, I, I was trained to pay attention to it because so many people were into it. And he said, yeah, yeah, not my thing, not my thing. And I was like, okay, great yeah. information. But I, what I thought was interesting is he's now been, like, kind of a more, you know, a consistent lover. And so I was surprised how long it took him to tell me that. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I'm yeah. definitely not the first time I touched his balls. Wow, weird. <laughs> well, or I'm like, I'm amazed at how little men are telling me what they like. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. Like, I, I want this to be an exploration still. I don't think that... I think it just takes a, takes a lot of air out of the balloon or whatever. If it's like, I'm going to give you a checklist of, of what course. turns me on and turns me off. Don't touch my balls. Don't do this. Don't do that. Don't do this. Don't do this. And it's well, like, and if we the person, a fucking sign of contract? No, and no. if the person does it in like a different the, way, they might show you that you do like fine, it. but like, it's no, an No, I'm saying in a good way. I'm, I'm saying if you list what you don't like, you'll never discover something new. That's my right. Point. I guess I'm just saying, like, I feel like we can do this through action. It's okay for you to, like, touch his balls and then have him, like, respond, you know, respond yeah. with, like, okay, thank you, favorite. but this way, you know? Lighten up. Right. Um, I, uh, I had a beautiful... Oh, oh. oh, go ahead. Well, I have... Yes. Okay. So this is sort of tied to the similar topic, but um, can I just say that I think one key element in all of this is the man's arousal. Hmm. And I am super fond, especially now um, of really putting the spotlight and attention on the way we teach men um, how to handle their own arousal. And this came, cause this came up a lot when I was making the massage videos and it's a really key element in this. And you can't like in central massage, like you can't have a beautiful connected experience where you are in the flow of the magic touch if you're so aroused your arousal keeps you focused on your own experience and that's the the problem i think with yeah um, with arousal so and i like as i kind of went through this it's i think it really you i don't know if it's porn i don't know if it's just sex education or the lack of communi- communication about sex in general but um i feel like there's not like a, a a narrative or a conversation about men sort of um, delaying gratification and holding back on their orgasm even or 
and actually what beauty can come from that yes <laughs> the uh, power and, of it unless it's talked about in tantric spiritual um circles mm, yeah. but here's the other oh, man i had a, what was oh man i know and did i lose it about arousal, arousal. um uh, how to harness it uh oh 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 yeah i think at the very root of this probably is our repression of arousal. Oh, no, not that again. No, but listen, but <laughs> but I think it really, like, if you, if I look at it, it's, we're taught that it's not okay to feel arousal in the most mundane situations or even with platonic situations. Yeah, or to feel embarrassed by it. Yeah, and it's like, or that, or that you're wrong. It's wrong for you to feel yeah. aroused by this person who's not your partner or whatever. And it's like, I like there's this repression in this like let's put it in this box and c- control we're trying to control arousal so much and I feel like that attempt to control it is what creates this backfire of like when there is a chance to have arousal and for that to be expressed it just can totally takes over and dr- like it, it, and <laughs> ruining sex <laughs> actually know. Yeah. yeah you know it is because it does keep you from really connecting to your partner in this way and so i feel like if we approached arousal in a different way and really allowed it to move through us like a wave you know and, and like allowed it to exist in these very mundane and everyday sort of situations it would be healthier you know what yes and you know what i, I something's interesting about buddha's article also is he mentions um letting the woman's experience lead the sexual dynamic. And I think so much of, you know, our conversations are that the man has to make the move first. If you think about it, like we're waiting for him to kiss me and then move forward. I mean, more often than not, right? So then there's this feeling of I'm the driver of this, so I'm making it happen. And so I think in that can also become like my arousal is driving all of my actions to keep me um, kind of pursuing the sex from her. And I, so I wonder if there's just sort of a mind shift from, um, yes, maybe I make the first move, the kiss, but that's an entree to like sharing this experience and communicating. Well, yeah. And I, and I think, um, like I've kind of, you know, I've had both experiences where, um, where if he's leading the show, it's true for me, I, I kind of almost short circuit if I'm like, oh, he's not paying attention to my cues. He's decided like this is how he fucks. And so he's well, like going at leadership it. Leadership for a second. OK, yeah. because leadership is a good listening is is <laughs> fucking exactly. No, seriously. Yeah. Like when we talk about domination, when we talk about being, you know, an assertive male or being a good leader, it's not about bulldozing. It's not about being on a freaking ego trip. And it's like or like I'm, I'm going to give her pleasure by right. by hitting the buttons. Right. It's all about. Um, being able to take action and listen, take action and listen. And yeah, what's the it. response to this? Completely, totally. And so, yes. Well, I had an amazing experience uh, with my lover and uh, and it was such a cool moment because, um, so I, I mentioned like he was playing with my breasts and I sort of had this moment where I was like, oh, it's, it's not exactly what I want. And without going, stop, that's not what I want. <laughs> you know, because that's not a turn on. Uh you're doing it wrong right yeah you're right it's like it's not about insulting or telling someone you know stop you know okay I mean you can say stop if it's hurting you um but I I finally I said oh I said look I'm gonna suck on your finger and the way that I'm playing with your finger like mimic me just like to do what I'm doing on my breasts you know Mm -hmm. and then he's he he was like yeah cool and like did that and it was so hot to like be able to kind of guide the show if you will and um and to see him so responsive to what I wanted, right? Like he was listening so intuitively, like he mimicked it so instinctively. And I think it's such an easy exercise too. It's like, oh, if you put your finger in her mouth and she like licks it the way she wants you to lick her. Um, it's anyway, it's Leave awesome. example, yeah. Yeah, but I, I share it because hey, I think you can literally do that and that's awesome. So <laughs> take <laughs> notes. But also it was such a great moment of what we're talking about, which is like following her lead. Like, what is it that she wants? And then once I, once it was kind of flowing in that way and I felt heard, I, again, I like opened up more and then it was sort of like heightened arousal and then, you know, and then it escalates from there. Yeah. It's funny that it's sort of a paradox, right? Um, It's like who's really the leader or the led. And and I've always felt that for sure. I mean, in in my experience in sex industry and stuff, for sure, women set the tone. Like in all, if you just take a, a bird's eye view of uh, human courting, <laughs> um, 
yes. Yes, and we do, and and um, but it's also it's yes, women set the tone, but yes, men are also the leaders, and so yeah, which is really cool. Well, what I find is so after a moment like that, what I just described, like once I felt that high from that experience, then I'm like, oh, I want to make you feel good, right? So it goes back to that thing of like, then I all of a sudden want to like give to him. This is what I'm talking about when I'm dating, like when I when I was dating the guy who was super uh, like a, a great leader, I would say he was he was that wonderful dominant alpha. Not alpha like a dick alpha, but like, <laughs> but like no, like yeah, a really great differentiate. <laughs> Not a chauvinist like, you know, egoic alpha. No, was it? But but a, a he was dominant. A good listener. Yeah, and he we did have this very um, um, what would you call? It? I wouldn't say it's carnal. I would say um, almost old fashioned sort of. Um, natural dominant submissive kind of male female dynamic but it was the hottest thing of my life and uh and yes it it was like that I talk about this date where he uh is constantly keeping an eye on my plate and what I'm eating and what I like and what I don't like and you know and and yes and him listening and uh listening to my cues and picking up on that stuff outside of the bedroom well in a way made me want to literally I'm like literally the thought going through my mind was I literally want to get on my knees and suck you right now yeah, in, uh-huh, in, grati- uh-huh. in gratitude yep. for you paying attention to me and honoring me Yeah, and what I want. It's, it <laughs> is hot. So, and I think this was the essence of what Dave was talking about is how consent can be so sexy because it does create this cyclical dynamic of the sun warming the flower, <laughs> petal open. And it's like, I'm listening to you and honoring you. And I, and she's like, yes, yeah. I want to give back to you. Okay. We're going to take a quick break. But first, uh, uh, yeah, just a reminder to head to stephanieallen.com to um, to s- sign up for updates on when the videos are coming out for the uh, sensual how, how to give a mind blowing sensual massage videos that I'm releasing. And uh, if you have any comments or thoughts, uh, questions, write us at advice at tatalksex.com, which will be uh, talked about at the end of this month's uh, episode. This is TNA Talk Sex. I'm T. And I'm A. Back with TNA Talk Sex, I'm T. And I'm A. Such a juicy conversation. It is, it is. I'm so grateful he wrote this. Um, so he he brought up a really interesting point um, in the article, which I honestly, I don't know if I had thought about before, but um, but he was he was talking about the scarcity of sex. Scarcity. scarcity. Yeah. <laughs> like, that doesn't sound good. Uh, the scarcity of sex and how... Uh, as a young man, you know, he was brought up to think that, you know, right, you have to go out and pursue sex from women and get sex from women and that they're because they're going to withhold it from you. And um, which doesn't mean like take it's not a rape thing. It's just you have to like, you know, schmooze and converse and do all these well, like dance he, and he's, pony tricks. Yeah. He specifically says, I thought I had to convince women to want right, sex. Right. Right. As opposed to, and he's like, nope, they want it. And then we do. We definitely yeah. do want it. Um, and, but, but what he was pointing out was the cycle, like what, how that, how this cycle gets created about, you know, if he approaches a woman um, from this perspective of, I need to convince you to have sex, thinking that it's scarce. Mm-hmm. And then the woman feels like she has to go on the defense and that she has to withhold. So it's this sort of chicken and the egg cycle (laughs) yeah which i which i have really i've totally experienced this i'm like if we yeah if the guy came to me and was in you know helped create this space where i knew that my cues were being listened to and again this is sort of the dominant seductive dance then yeah you go oh i'm in a safe vibe oh i kind of like this guy yeah and it's not even safe i don't like using that word in this context it's more of like 
I don't know. It's more, uh, what's, I need to think of a different word for it. Oh, I mean, it works for me. I like, I mean, I get what you mean. Like, it's not an erotic word, but it's, well, only but because it is. I feel like safe implies that I feel like this guy's going to take advantage of me, but it's not, it's not like, he's yeah, not going to don't think it's take assault no, me or anything. No, but I don't think it's that. I think in any situation when you're meeting someone new, you're like, okay, who are they? Do they, do we have friends in common? Well, no. how do I know that this person's not crazy? You know what you know I'm saying? When you, when you go to make friends, like all of that is factored in yeah but you know what it is it's about attentiveness it's when it's when he's is he is he creating a space with his attention and intention and is is there do i know that he's going to be attentive to my needs yeah but when i hear that i also think about okay lots of guys when i'm out are attentive to my needs but maybe i don't want to have sex with them and they're not going to become a partner. No, that's fine. I'm talking about like after we've breached that, like we're not in the bar anymore. We're, 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 we're going to get it on or, you know, or you're considering it because right. you like him and it could go there, but you're right. getting to know each other. Yes, And it's more about getting to know each other than it is about the act of see, like sealing the deal. Yeah. I mean, I think maybe that's a big what? mind, mind shift perspective. Like Why? I, getting to know. Someone? No, I, no, I think a lot of men go into it saying, all right, she invited me up. Sex is on the table. We are doing sex. And the truth is, like, if you're approaching, it's like, well, you're still getting to know each other. And sex is like, hopefully, yeah, like, hopefully it goes there because you feel so connected. But I think the but best way to get it there is to just be present and enjoying it rather than having an agenda. It. For yeah. sure. Because that's the thing. If you have an agenda, then she's going to pick up on that. And the, it, if you have an agenda, you're not going to be able to pay attention to her cues. Yeah, that's and not thing. about her anymore. Exactly. It's, like about, it's about you, you know, fulfilling your agenda. Yeah. And that's going, going to not make me feel, quote unquote, safe. It's also... But it's also... <laughs> ah, gonna, you use the word. <laughs> well, I'm, well, I'm trying to come up with a different one, but for the for some time, let's just use that one. But it's also not going to... that. It's not going to be... You're not being the sun to my flower. Yeah. I was going to say maybe... you have your agenda in mind. Maybe you know? instead of safe, it's like, it's going to make me feel open. Yes. Right. So I don't have to close little gates to my fort. Right. <laughs> I you, can have like, you know, open boundaries. Yeah. I want to. Right. I want you want me to reciprocate, to want to reciprocate with like giving myself to you in every way that I can. And right. I want to do that, too. But I want you to make me want to do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So complicated. <laughs> it's just a paradoxical. But all things worthy in the world are paradoxical. Yeah. I guess I, you know, I just want to touch on this like snafu for me which is um you know he's talking so much about communication and like the man creating having that opportunity to create the environment for the comfort of the woman and I like for me I just I have had a couple of moments where I feel like they really screw me up for the next couple sexual encounters I have with new partners but it's it's when I have actively voiced what it is that I need or want and um, and somehow they're still not reciprocating, but they also don't acknowledge it. Like sometimes I go, OK, well, maybe he has his own discomfort around something I've asked for or or asked him not to do. And but he doesn't then voice that and go, well, I guess what I'm saying is, OK, if I would like him to do something or not do something and he ignores it, that's hurtful and kind of makes me feel silenced. I'm going to shut down. I'm less open and I and I'm frustrated. And um and what I'm starting to realize is certain situations I've been in, the guy actually might have his own discomforts and he's and he doesn't communicate that. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, well, don't leave me hanging. Take the time to say why that makes you uncomfortable and why you're not going to give me what I just asked for. Um, yeah. yeah and, and I guess I mentioned it because it's because then I see how it carries over to my next sexual encounter where maybe I don't speak up. And, I, you know, I think that the show was important to me to even talk about this and to share his article because I, you know, I have had enough in interactions with sex where I do go. It's almost like I have to be on watch to make sure that I'm, that he's not moving too fast. Right. Well, that I'm, you know, that I have, I'm having to go, Hey, Hey, not ready. Nope. Not ready. Not ready. Slow down. Well, I know, but that's, that's the way we've been trained to have sex in America and in the modern world. I mean, this we don't live in a time where the art of seduction lives. Uh, I, I'm fucking changing that. <laughs> <laughs> well, right. Well, but that's the, the sad truth. Right. But and so when there are these moments where I do feel sort of silenced, I find that the next time, sometimes 
I'm not as vocal and I'm not as strong with my right. voice because I wasn't heard that first time. Right. Well, that's something you which, need to keep in check. Yes. But yeah. that brings us back to kind of even the beginning of his story, which is this woman who never, you know, she ne- she didn't say, nope, not turned on yet. Nope, please don't go further. You know, can we just stay in this space right here? I just want to make out for a while or I'll let you know when I'm ready to move further or write all these things that where I, I don't know why she was silent there. But I know from my own journey, like I can see the fluctuation of when I'm confidently asserting myself. And it usually is reflected back by like, what was the last interaction I had? And was I heard and respected for it? Well, and then moving forward, I go, uh, and I know, you know, I hear that. But um, what I would say is, and and this is the problem that I have with this whole victimization thing. Like, yes, you're right. And it's unfortunate. I'm sorry that you've had that experience where this guy didn't listen to you. And so you go into the next situation kind of messed up. What's the human experience? Yes. But here, the thing is, is that you don't have control over him and what his experience is and what he's going through. The only thing you do have control over is you. So that's when you, you have to keep that in check and acknowledge that. Yeah. My I'm having this response and this reaction and I need to make sure that I definitely feel comfortable definitely vocalizing next time, you know, but that's your part. That's your responsibility. Yes, but I, yes, and but I would say that then mindfulness of it, I mean, that's processing Definitely. that emotion and that experience. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I guess I'm, I'm just being kind of honest and vulnerable in this moment of, no. you know, I've had these experiences where, yeah, it's, it's almost like you get tired of fighting it. So you kind of let it happen. And then you kind of go, uh, I was hoping I kind of it's almost like false optimism. It's like, you're like, well, maybe maybe this time it'll be the way I want it to be, even though it's already moving faster than I want it to. to and move. let me just clarify, we're talking about preferences, not actual. Like, I just don't want people to think that you've been like, I mean, unless you're saying that you have been. Like, it's, all, like, <laughs> oh, right. it's not like, oh, I've just let it happen when I didn't no, know. No, no, no. We're talking right. about preferences. It's like, I'm, yeah. about, like, I would prefer he touched my breast this way or did this. Or, or well, be... or he's penetrating too soon. Right. Like I want, I'm here and I want to have sex, but all of a sudden I feel like he's moving south faster than I, and I'm like, what? Like, yeah. what? No, no, no. And no. we had talked about uh, like. Make out with me for another 20 minutes. Right. <laughs> and we had talked about like, you know, the some reasons for this are maybe some ego things from from some of these guys where it's like yeah you tell them what you what you want and they don't they actively you feel in these situations they were they they heard you but they yeah i mean weren't yeah they were just gonna go ahead with their own routine this is bulldozing this is not being a good leader yeah but it's also maybe i i feel like they have in their mind well she she's only used to doing it this way. We're going to do it this way. And I'm going to, I'm, you know, I'll show her a different way of doing something and like maybe she'll open up to doing it in this new way, but that's not the way to get someone to open Open up. up. Yeah, exactly. My brain just, I'm like, like short circuiting. (laughs) I like reliving like a moment where I'm going, why are you? No. And, but that, but just hearing you talk about, I mean, it's, it's perfect because that distills, like why women are clamming up. And I think why this woman in this situation, you know, Buddha's story, you know, is it, is it what we would quote call rape? It's complicated. Right. But, but did she feel, um, not listened to? Did she feel, you know, yeah, anxious? Sure. Did she, you know, not feel as like open and comfortable? Did yes. she feel pressured? Did she feel kind of violated by it? I, you know? Yes. And can men, uh, uh, change if by changing their approach change help women have a different experience and it is a two to tango situation for sure but right but it would be nice if it wasn't such an uphill battle no i know this is why we're talking about it and i think it's this is why i'm like i do i think this is a great conversation and a great article uh again this is more in the lens of this article speaks about it more in the lens of safety and consent and whatnot in my book it's it's turning time back and going back to this seduction thing, which is. Yeah. Well, but I think what I like about the article too, is it's, it's yes, it's the title is about consent, but I think he gets to the point of when I'm listening and hearing the woman's voice, like she's opening up sexually in the ways that I was trying to get her to open up when I wasn't listening. And the, and the point is that she trying to convince her. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And that, and that he, you know, leaps and bounds had success. Right. And these women are like, yeah, yeah, like, falling open for him in a way that you know he had been trying to make happen before or was making happen but but not maybe getting calls back you know or not having real connection yeah 
That was sort of a more intense conversation than I expected. Really? I, th- I knew yeah. it would be. Yeah, no, like, yeah, it brought up, it brought up, like, those sort of memories of those experiences where you just sort of are, are underwhelmed. Yeah. You know, how we can, how we can make them more fun. You know, well, in summary, I am really grateful for this conversation because I, I think it's a very, it's a conversation that's not being had about slowing down and, <laughs> and dealing with arousal differently and i specifically men because it's the, the male body that has this issue more than it than, than women you know well I, there is like that the biological reality which is yeah sure. i think it takes not every woman but a lot of women you have to coax out the orgasm it's not right and that's fine because it's this, it's, it's the natural happy. way that men and women work together and men have this natural instinct to want to do that anyway yeah. and to want to please her and that's beautiful so it, it already works like a puzzle that fits together <laughs> we just need to make sure that we know our own puzzle piece and the other you know what I mean we yeah. need to make sure that we understand so in summary I hope that at the end of this <laughs> episode uh, you guys out there move forward in your next encounters really with this different mindset um, regarding your approach to women and really like think about watching her cues and really learning her cues and her uh, learning how to gauge her temperature. And, and I, yes, in Dave, in Dave's, in Buddha's article, he talks very specifically about communicating very openly and clearly about I was gonna what say, you like and what you don't like. If you're not reading the cue, then go, Hey, I can't really tell. Are you still, are you still here? Is everything feeling good? <laughs> yeah, that. Um, um, what I would say, what I was going to say is, I feel like that can be very clinical. Yes, it's great that you can have super clear answers and boundaries, and that's wonderful. I think that a way to do this and create this really seductive, juicy space is what we touched on earlier, which is um, paying attention to your partner outside of the bedroom also and um, paying attention to the really subtle mm, activities and things that are going on like during mealtime and you know getting the doors and little different things like this of where you're just paying attention to her I I hear you I know and I I get it but I just I want to emphasize and I think Buddha does say this too which is yeah but if you are in the learning process and you're not able to read it. I mean, I've had moments where I can't read the guy either. And I'm, I've been working on me getting better about like, Oh, I have a question. I shouldn't be afraid to say it. Like you can ask the question and you can do it in a way that's sweet. I mean, tone, you know, tone is a big part of it. It's like, you know, is this, does this feel good for you? Are you still, you know, do you like this? Just sort of. And he brings up a good point. He's like, look, if it's not a hundred percent, full body yes which I totally agree with like if she's not hungry for you well and again it's like well what is that because I faked that like in the sense of like oh well sure this is what I mean like where I was just going along with it and I wanted him to know that I like him and that I'm uh, and that I want to explore something but I you know I acted more way more aroused than I actually was for sure so I'm I definitely have given miscues you know yeah but, That's um, interesting, right? Like a woman wanting him to know that she likes him, so she's right. So I'm going to show you, like I'm. Yes, I for sure. This is you know stupid youth, but <laughs> but um, but yeah, to make sure that like if there's ever any hesitation or anything in you that makes her makes you feel like not that it's a no, but that she's just not fully there yet. Back yeah. off, back off. There's you're you're only going to win by backing off and creating more communication and more juicy yeah. space. Well, I was going to say the, the other thing is it sort of goes back to, we've talked about this too in different videos and stuff like get her to beg to penetrate you. Yes. Like she, yeah. She's not no, totally. Yeah. Like don't you want her begging for you in yeah. every way. Right. And so that's a good way to know. Yeah, right. If she's ready she's or not. She's not begging for you. Back <laughs> Te- off and slow your roll. <laughs> well, yeah. And the game of like teasing, like don't penetrate until, you know, tease that you're penetrating and see if that makes her like want it. Yeah. I yep. think that's, that's kind of a cool, I want to do way. an episode about, about um, handling arousal. We should, let's do that. Okay. We're, We're going to put that. it on the books. Because <laughs> I want to help you guys. Yeah, of course. Uh, it's going to make you better lovers for us. <laughs> yeah, well, that's for sure. Um, oh, can I add one little tiny button and then we're going to go? Okay. I know we're ready. I, you know, th- something that I've really enjoyed is basically I've, and this is to Buddha's point too, the more you 
Um, I found that the more I sort of talk about what does arouse me, excuse me, with someone (laughs) arouse me with someone that I'm already kind of excited by and I think I want them to be a sexual partner and I'll make some comment like how I I am a little complicated. So, you know, you're going to have to play me like an instrument. I'm really about the rhythms and da da. And I do find that almost consistently, if I've managed to fit this kind of information into my conversation with my, with the guy, he really like rises to the challenge. It's like he totally heard me. He picks up on that cue and he's like, all right, I'm going to play her like an instrument until she's so exhausted she doesn't want to get up after sex either mm-hmm. and I think that's a big misconception men are like well men are you know girls are always busy after sex and they want to leap around and I'm like if you book me right <laughs> like really and I'm like I'm worn out from this like intense journey of lovemaking I lay there and I do not want to go get up and pee to prevent my UTI <laughs> <laughs> like I'm just like like that was amazing totally melted and I just, you know, I think it's a misconception that I wanted that women, to note. That women can't. Yeah, like, ooh, women have all this energy after. And I'm like, I do not have a lot of energy after. Well, if you've only I made me orgasm once, yeah, uh, I'm going to have a lot of energy after that. <laughs> is that true for you? I, well, it depends on, actually, the it type depends of on orgasm. the type of orgasm, yeah. I like to come more than once. I definitely like to come more than once. But especially during sex, like with actual intercourse, with masturbation, yeah. I usually come once. But actual intercourse or whatever, sex... Yeah. yeah yeah multiple times for sure right and then you're like a puddle right you don't leap up and move around um depends on the types of orgasms <laughs> you, know, and the, you know not every sex session is super super intense no, of course. and you know acrobatic and physical and you know and that's okay i don't know if i you know i don't want that every single time i have sex just saying that but, but it can, can happen you you're can right it can happen you can puddle not flood her you can flood her also but I've you can flooded too. but you can you Puddles can also you, like puddle we mean like putty yeah 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 like i've melted physics i'm just right. like hey i'm hanging here like, on that note i think it's a great goal see if you can get your lady <laughs> to just be like splayed out and like a fish just like st- like starfishing post-sex <laughs> i think that's like the the goal hey get her to starfish um on that note you have been listening to tna talk sex yes oh, and we- be sure to um uh, right into our for our advice show at the end of the month and um, listen we do want to hear your 10 questions that we mentioned at the top of the episode so um, 10 yes, questions of what makes you what 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 are the top 10 questions you would ask you need to know in order to see if a partner is partner material right before you let them into your love center and this is really <laughs> good therapy this is a very good exercise because well, it teaches you what you value yourself absolutely maybe you haven't asked yourself you, that yes so totally. take, take the time to write it down and then and send please it to us. share it with us um <laughs> you can share it anonymously if you want um but that's that email is ask sorry what is it advice, advice at at uh, also you can go to stephanieallen.com to uh, sign up for the um, massage, massage videos that I am coming out with uh, before, the, before holidays. the holidays around December. Um, and I will keep you updated with that and when that's happening so you can learn how to blow someone's mind with central massage that I've been mastering for seven years. Thank you for listening to TNA Talk Sex. This is episode 119 because sex isn't ever just about sex. Until next time, I'm T. And I'm A. 